Wow. Well, here we are. Okay. <laughs> wow, boy. It's been a journey. It, it really has. This, this is absolutely crazy. How are you, Clarissa? Clarissa, phenomenal actress extraordinaire, Hulu, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Clarissa, welcome to... Who coming next? I'm doing well. Yeah, so welcome to a uh, revised version of a conversation with... This, this is unusual for me, ladies and gentlemen, but, uh, you know, it's a new audience. It's a, you know, this is my first time doing a live on Instagram. So, hey, you know, it, it should be fun. But you know what? Let's get into it because, again, I know that your time is limited. Welcome to a conversation with where we sit down with some amazing people in the film, media and entrepreneurial space. We're going to talk about what makes them successful and hopefully we'll give you something to help you maximize your business, but more importantly, to maximize your life. So sit back and enjoy a conversation with and I'm your host, Floyd Marshall Jr. So, Clarissa. Yes. Where? Did it all start? That's a good question. In the theater, actually. I'm one of those kids. So I started doing theater when I was 13. Mm -hmm. And it kind of stuck. And then, yeah, I majored in theater in college, in performance. Moved to LA. Had a real rough start. Did a few, like, random movies and commercials and stuff. And then... Yeah, and then it was kind of like a Hail Mary. I booked Marvel's Runaways, and things have just been chugging ever since. So eternally grateful. <laughs> so you know what? There's an, there's an interesting story behind that, because I was listening to another interview that you had uh, previously done, mm-hmm. and you were explaining how everything kind of transpired with Runaways. So yes. why, why, don't you, why don't you tell us how, how, how that actually happened? Because that's one of those one in a million stories you're like get the hell out of here no that didn't but it did yeah it was one of those things where it happened to me and it i never believed it happened to anybody Mm -hmm. in town until it happened to me and i was like oh i guess it still happens but um yeah so i got the audition through an old manager and it was very rare for me to go into an audition like that like Mm -hmm. it was like either i'd go in for an indie film that was like 150 dollars a day or like a co-star maybe every once in a while but to go in for like a recurring guest star two series regular was probably my first time ever even doing that so I was nervous but I was so excited because the audition was on the Paramount lot and I was like this is gonna be great like whatever happens I'm on the lot like this is fun I'm gonna have a good time and it was the first time meeting this casting director Patrick Rush who is a doll I absolutely loved him and yeah, I came in, and I think I was the last person of the day. Mm-hmm. So I was waiting in the, like, in his little waiting room. I remember being so nervous and just, like, coaching myself a little bit. Like, I told, I was, like, visualizing my anxiety, which mm-hmm. was, I have a lot of anxiety. So she was going off her rocker. Okay. And I envisioned putting her in a straight jacket in the corner, and I was like, shut up! <laughs> I envisioned my confident self. Mm-hmm. who was cool and like in a motorcycle jacket and she comes out and I was like what the hell are you for if not for right now right so I kind of like <laughs> coached myself up to being like just do a good job like lay it all out 
and you know you're never gonna get this role <laughs> but have fun and maybe they'll call you in for something else mm -hmm. so I was like okay cool and so I go in and I do the first audition and I remember Patrick like let out this gust of air and he was like thank god for you mm. and I was like okay I haven't had that experience of uh, a casting director saying that to me like in the room I've had right. that, but not that kind of like visceral like he like a weight went off of his shoulders and then he said you just you just got her mm. I was like okay well that was good so I left the room and I was like definitely not gonna get it but like awesome like I obviously did a good job and I'm proud of myself for doing a good job and that's all I can hope for you know and then it was like, and then it was like a whirlwind because I found out I was going to test. It went straight from one audition to testing in front of Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage, who did the OC and Gossip Girl. And now they're doing Nancy Drew, Maverick, and just hulks of television. Two of the series regulars on the show already, uh, representative from Marvel, two of the, the casting directors again and one of the directors from the show, and I think a representative from Hulu. So mm. a ton of people. And it was the first time. So, so I was, <laughs> I didn't even know what to expect. Right. It was the same thing where I was like, wow, the fact that I get to test, this is such a great experience to learn mm. what testing is like, because I haven't gotten to do that. And a lot of my friends who get to test, you know, they don't book it necessarily, but they test and then people know them and it's a really great way of like being seen. Okay. So I, I like practice and practice and rehearse and stuff at home and tried not to over rehearse just enough to like really be in the skin of, of Zabin. And I was, I think I was the first person to go in for the testing thing. And it was me and two other girls one of them which i knew already okay the lovely quay tan she was also auditioning and her and i would have like a mutual friend so i was like okay cool like but we all like variations of me okay <laughs> like light-skinned black girls that are tall and i was like okay cool so they're definitely variations on a theme but i went into the room and everyone was so lovely and so nice and encouraging and i left it all there like left it in the room hmm. the director gave me a hug both the series regulars gave me a hug the casting directors gave me a hug before i left which wow. i hadn't before right and so i was like okay everybody's pretty nice like i don't know if this just happened wow. there's only three people testing right so then i my my uh partner was waiting in the parking garage for me <laughs> And I came out to the parking garage and I just started, I just like started sobbing. I turned into like a, a puddle mm -hmm. and I was like, I did a good job. I did such a good job. And I did, I did the best I could. I did everything that I could. And like, even if I don't get the role, I did everything that I could. But like, that's all you can do. The, that's all you can do. Yeah. It's all I can do. But in that moment, I remember just like overwhelmed with emotion and mm -hmm. adrenaline and like, finally letting my anxiety come back and just feeling this like holy crap I did it holy crap I did it <laughs> so 
then that was on a, I believe it was on a Thursday. And I remember talking to my manager and he said, well, you're probably not going to find out until Monday. Mm-hmm. Cause they have to send it to, they had to send it to Hulu and Marvel and whoever else studio execs to get approval. If it was going to be me, I didn't know if it was going to be me. Like if I was even being sent. Right. So that weekend I was just pulling my hair out <laughs> and was just continuously going over it in my head. Like, if I don't get it, totally understand. Like, I've right. never met this casting director. I've never right. had an opportunity like this. It would make sense. But also, if I don't get it, I'm going to be a Extremely disappointed. <laughs> I'm going to be so disappointed and so, like, so, what's the word, like? Disappointed. Destroyed. Because you left, you left everything. I did there. everything. Right. And so, so, yeah, so then that Monday morning, I didn't sleep well that whole weekend. So mm. that Monday morning, you know, I'm up at 6am, uh, just out of just uh, from pure anxiety. And uh, I went on Facebook. I don't know why I was on Facebook. I think I was just bored. I was like, let me just look. And Patrick Rush had friended me on Facebook. I was like, ah! so <laughs> I went to my partner and I was like, what does this mean? Like, does this mean that he really likes me, but I didn't get the role? Or does this mean right. that I got the role? And like, that he's just trying to be friends with me now. And like, so my partner was like, Joe, why don't we just send them a message and say, you'd like to give them a gift for being able to test. And mm-hmm. it's on the Paramount lot where his office is. Would you be able to get through the gates? And I was like, great, great idea. Mm-hmm. So I messaged Patrick and I was like, Hey Patrick, like I had so much fun testing for this role. I wanted to bring uh, you and your assistant, like a, uh, a gift will I be able to get into the studio I'm not sure about security for Paramount and then he messaged me back of course you'll be able to get on the lot because you got the role wow. like, oh, and he started screaming <laughs> and and then he told me not to tell anybody because he hadn't even been into the office yet like he oh, was boy. Still home in his pajamas wow and and then that day so then I I canceled all my work like, cause I was working three jobs at the time. Like <laughs> I, you know, I, I had never been one to have a lot of free time. So I canceled the jobs that I had that day because they wanted me to come in for a table read mm-hmm. at 3 PM that same day. So I canceled everything and I was like, okay, cool. And that day I met the entire cast, the entire cast of wow. runaways. And yeah, it just kind of like hit the ground running. I think two days later I was shooting my first scene. So now that's that's very interesting because this is something that we talk about when we're in the rooms, the, the Jane Nicole's room, the Bad Bitch Club, and we we always talk about not booking the job, yeah. but booking the room because there's an ex- there's a big difference. Most actors go into the audition saying, "I'm here to book the job," right? Whereas you, even with your anxiety talking to you. <laughs> It sounds like you were there to book the room. And it, and, it, and that's exactly what you did. Because honestly, as long as I've been doing this, I've never really heard of an actor saying the director hugged me, the casting director was like, what? That very rarely happens. They'll say, hey, you know what? You did a great job. Thank you so much. Right. And then you're sitting there, well, did I do a good job? Didn't I do a good job? Are they just saying that? Yeah, and I honestly is one of those things too where I didn't know these people. 
Right. Yeah, I had never met these people. So I was like, maybe they're just huggers. Like, you know, like, I, I don't know. And I don't know if maybe I, you know, maybe they're going to hug the other two girls who are in right. the waiting room. I, I wasn't sure. It was, it was very much so, um, I was out of my element a little bit in that regard, in right. terms of the decorum of all of that. So, so yeah, it was, it, I mean, and then it was just like so fast into a Marvel set. Which mm. is like, I still have not been on a set that massive in terms of the, the honestly, just like the set design components mm -hmm. were amazing. And my friend, I, I, it, was, it was kind of like kismet because I ended up finding out that um, a good friend of mine was the set designer on the show mm. and I didn't know she was. So we ended, she ended up showing me everything and I don't know, I feel like it was something that was meant to be after everything kind of happened, I was like, right. there's no way I wasn't going to get this. So, you know what, talk a little bit about your preparation leading mm -hmm. up to, and just your training as an actress, because you know what, you know, the old saying, stay ready. So you don't have to get ready. Right. And with what happened with you, the fact that you take your craft seriously, because again, when we're in the room, you talk about that. The fact that you take your craft seriously, although you were nervous, you were prepared because we're all nervous. We're all scared. But that right. doesn't keep us from going forward and doing what it is that we need to do. So speak a little bit to about about the type of training and the type of preparation that you did and do in order to be ready for a role like that. The butterflies are there. But when you walk in the room, you're like, you know what? I'm nervous, but I got this. Yeah, it's like. I kind of have a mantra, which isn't, it's not like, I just kind of, when I'm first walking in, I just remind myself, these people ain't shit. Like, like, okay. <laughs> like, it's fine. If they don't like me, it doesn't matter. I'm me. I'm going to do my, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And it's not about me. Like, right. it's, like my work is, I, it's about me while I'm in the room. But if I don't get the role, it's not because I wasn't at my best. Right. It's because they wanted someone blonder or they wanted someone shorter or they wanted someone thinner or thicker or whatever. And so, uh, especially now too, because after I got runaways, then I kind of had like imposter syndrome. Mm. It was so out of the blue. But I had to keep reminding myself like, no, you can do this. Mm -hmm. You can, like nobody's, Nobody's telling you you can't besides you. Right. So the kind of work that I do too is I stay in class. I stay in class. Like there's always something to learn. I stay in the theater as much as I can when I can, because I find that that's the best way for my brain. Cause it was raised in the theater mm -hmm. to be able to be completely free creatively in like my safe space, I guess. Uh, like through the theater, I find that that's one of the most healing places for me as an actor. Mm -hmm. And I don't get to do it very often because I mean, theater is amazing. It takes a lot of time. And when you're in pilot season, your team does not want you to do a play. <laughs> they want you to book the pilot. Right. So, but it's all, I mean, it's all beautiful and it's all good and it's all different um, facets of me. But yeah, I, I, I guess I just am very uh, conscious of the fact that I am always going to be learning and changing and evolving. 
and that where I am now is not an end point mm-hmm. by in any way, shape or form. So like when it comes to approaching a role, I'm like, I'm never done with the role. Like I'll mm-hmm. go into it and I'm constantly exploring who is this person? What is this person? Like, where is this person? What could become of this person? What was this person? And I can spin on that stuff for the rest mm-hmm. of my life if I wanted to. You know, like say I booked a show, a TV show, and I was on it for 10 seasons. That's like, okay, I get to spin on this character, really bring life to this character, really flesh out, like almost like a like paint splattering, right? Like mm-hmm. you throw paint at a wall and then it kind of splatters out and you get to just keep on going and right. see how far it'll go. So so yeah, I mean, I, I hope that answers that question. But Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. It, it's definitely like every opportunity to jump into the shoes of another character, down for it. Like even character, you know, like I try to, I always am looking for characters that I don't understand mm-hmm. right away. Like the ones I understand right away, it's great. It's easy, right? I'm like, yeah, 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 I know her. I know her. She is me, right? They're all me in some way, but there are mm-hmm. other characters too, you know, where it's, not immediately like I'm wait I am this too but it takes a little bit more time and a little bit more exploration into you know the minutiae of what makes them tick and I find that part just like why I'm here why I will do this for as long as I can because that part is the best part yeah because you know what when when you when you get a character like that because some characters you will you'll run across and they're very familiar to you because yeah. you're saying, I've seen that person in the mirror every day. Right. But then when you, with the good, the bad and all the other sh- that goes mm-hmm. into that, but then sometimes you'll get a character and you know that that character is going to stretch you. Yes. And they're going to challenge you, mm-hmm. which is a good thing, you know, because when you're operating outside of your comfort zone, that's where some of your best work oh, yeah. comes in. That's when- that's when I really get to play. Mm-hmm. That's when I really get to start being super creative because it the path is not laid out. The path is completely new. And not that any other character is not new, but when it is a character that I don't immediately find myself, you know, gelling into, mm-hmm. like sitting into an old chair, if it's more like, this is kind of uncomfortable. Wait a minute. <laughs> like, right. How do I- how do I sit in this chair? I'm not sure how to make this comfortable yet. Then I'm like, this is, this is, this is where I get to truly stretch what I know Mm -hmm. and what I understand of the human experience. And that is, I find that to be really, really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, when, when you get to do that and if you do it well, it shows up on camera. Right. And when it shows up on camera, it's a beautiful thing because there's nothing worse than watching something and you're disconnected because you're watching an unbelievable character. Right. And I mean, that's not even, I mean, I feel like for me, that's never the goal is for the audience to like it. <laughs> I mm-hmm. guess, like, I mean, like, yes, great. If the well, you have, like like it, you have to like it first. You have to like it first because if you it, don't like it, it it's going to translate on the screen. Like how I feel is it has to be honest. Right. Because if I'm not coming from a place of honesty, like being that character embodying that character bringing that character to life Mm -hmm. if it's not honest then there's not much there like I'm playing at at something rather than being someone so I really like 
<laughs> I don't know, the audience liking something or not liking something. Yeah, I hope they like it. But mm -hmm. by the time that the audience sees it, like, I'm not, like, it's so far kind of, like, removed from me by that point, you know? Because we film things so much sooner than, or earlier than when the audience actually gets to see it. So when you're filming it, it's like, no, no one's watching you. Mm -hmm. I mean, besides the director. And, right. You know, like, the whole crew and yeah. every other Yeah, watching actor. the dailies. That's but the like, first audience. Yeah. But, like, the audience, audience, the audience that you're you're playing for, like, I do care that they like it. But also, I'm like, if I'm, if they're gonna, they're gonna like it if I'm being honest. Right. Because it's gonna feel real. It's gonna reflect something back to them that they've seen in their life. And mm -hmm. like, we are the conduits for emotion. So it's like, yeah, I want to be able to either, you know, bring someone uh, a sense of like they're not alone in that, mm -hmm. in whatever it is they're going through, or they discover something new about themselves, or even if it's just like, this is fun and I'm enjoying this. Like even that, I'm like, yes, please, let's give someone a smile. Like, yeah. That's great. Like that's enough. Or even if they hate me. Like I'm like, that's fine. You're having a visceral emotional yeah. like reaction to what I'm doing, which means it is You've done your enough. job. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing my job. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, I love the work. I really do love the work. So that that's interesting. So now you have another project coming up now did i read is it gentrified i don't know if i missed the letter hentified oh, oh hentified yes okay because I'm, i was looking at it and i said am i missing a letter it's or... like it's about gentrification okay it's called hentified it's coming out november 10th on netflix for the second Ooh, season netflix <laughs> netflix woo, woo. and i think actually like some of my castmates did a press junket today which is oh, wow. awesome but yeah, it's a really good season. It is a very good season. Like I got to read all the scripts, you know? Okay. And my character is in it. That's all I'm gonna say. And like the, every, every storyline for each character that's in this season is like, I found myself like, when's the next episode coming out? Like I need to read it, I need to find out mm. what's next. So I'm hoping that everybody who gets to watch or decides to watch or rewatch binge watch whatever feels the same way because while everybody was working on it it was like great vibes great vibes great set so many amazing people working on that show it was mm -hmm. like it was a wonderful set to be on now you you did runaways a few years ago yeah. and the, the interview that you did that i was listening to you were talking about the fact that that opened a lot of doors for you but that also leveled up with your representation now the role in Hentify that that you currently have now is that a direct result of all of that so was run was runaways the catalyst for basically everything that's happening for you right now i would say yes i would say yes mm -hmm. because i was able to get some of the most amazing like my agent is amazing mm -hmm. i love her my two managers, they are both amazing. They all, my team right now, my team is like the best I could have. It's like the team I've dreamed of mm -hmm. my whole acting career. And because of that, they are constantly fighting for me and championing me into every project that I get to do. So 
I've had the what's the word like I've had the pleasure the honor the the lucky the the chance to be on show like ten to five because I have such a great team mm-hmm. and I recently um, finished filming a movie. When did we finish that? August. Yeah, August. Okay. I finished filming in August, and it's the same thing. It's like I have this amazing team that's constantly pushing my name out there and interesting mm-hmm. people who haven't met me before say like, no, 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 you need to take, take another look at her. Like don't pass up on her mm-hmm. because we, we believe in her and her work is consistently good, which I hear from my managers and my agents all the time, which always makes it the, the little Clarissa actor and we feel so good. Cause I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, cause sometimes you're doing this stuff and I am being honest in all of it, but you know, I'm not watching myself. Right. I, I don't watch myself. <laughs> you've so never watched this? You don't, so you don't, you, you've never watched yourself? No, I mean, like, I watch back the tape to make sure that my sound right. is good and stuff, but I'm not judging my acting. Got you. I don't, I don't watch myself in that respect. Because mm-hmm. if I start judging my acting based off of, like, little things that bother me, mm-hmm. not honest. Like, if I don't like how big I smiled there or how my hair went weird. No, when I'm in the scene, how I feel about it, I'm kind of right. like, hey, I feel really good about this. This felt like I feel all these emotions in my body. I feel like I really am whoever. If that's the case, I don't need to watch that tape. Right. Because I know that I was being honest and I was being good. So it's kind of getting over like, I just don't, like if, if there's something that, you know, I put on tape and it's something of my own personal you know, critique of myself, the, the, the flaws that only one can see of themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not my job. That's not my job. And also that's something that a casting director or producers and directors, they may love that about me, you know, like, or they right. hate it, but it's me. So I'm going to let myself be me. And you know what? And, and, and that, that's very important that you said that because when you start doing that and doing the self checks, I'll just say, yeah, and you're you're watching yourself and you're doing the self analysis. Now you're in your own head, right. and and again, it shows up on the screen because now you're saying, okay, well, the last time I flicked my hair that way, I don't want to do that. So as opposed to being true to the role, now you're sitting there saying, this is what I should be doing, as opposed to you know what, I'm just going to internalize my lines and then I'm going to react with what the other character is giving me. Yeah. But when you start looking and, and, and just thinking about things, see now that, you know what I call that? Sometimes I watch, I watch television or I watch a movie and I say they're acting, mm. which is the worst thing you want somebody to say. Well, because, I think they're watching themselves. Yeah. So like, see, I, I, I say it, they're acting. You know, like I can see it in some actors, some really, I mean, some really successful actors too, mm-hmm. depending on the role where I can see them thinking about the next thing that they're supposed to say or do versus being in the conversation, whatever the conversation is or right. you know, whatever the moment is. And I, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I think most audiences aren't going to pick up on the nuances of that necessarily. But because I'm constantly in it and constantly like, you know, doing my best to to not watch myself, to not mm-hmm. um, censor myself in that kind of way. 
I see it. And I'm like, come on. Like, you know, like, don't be so judgmental of yourself. Like, you're perfect the way you are. Like, just right. yourself, you know, like, just do it. But, you know, teach their own. They have, there are a lot of actors who watch themselves who have amazing careers. So it's, it's, there's a business side to acting and there's the creative side to acting. And I feel like there's a lot of people who straddle both or are more in one than the other. Right. Hey, everybody, it's Floyd Marshall, host of A Conversation With. Have you ever listened to a podcast and said to yourself, I'd like to ask him a question? Well, you can just message me with a question or a comment, and I'll make sure to respond to it in the very next episode. To your success. Visit anchor.com to send Floyd a question. So let's let's switch gears a little bit and talk about yeah. your advocacy work. Because again, listening, you know, I did my research. Yeah. You're 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 big on on advocacy and, and you're also big on helping others, mm-hmm. which is absolutely awesome. And you're you're very involved in charities dealing with cancer. Yeah. So can you speak to that a little bit? Yes. I I have done my best. I mean, like, it, it's been hard with COVID, too, to be able to do a lot of, because before I would go to events or volunteer time and stuff, and with COVID, I kind of stopped because just also with cancer patients, it's like you can't, like, you just have to be careful. So, yeah, there's this one foundation, Pavlov, which uh, is all about bringing, well, developing more research for childhood cancer, but also bringing the, like, the gift of photography and art to kids with cancer. Mm. So they're able to express themselves through art, and they have, like, these amazing photography shows that the kids get to show off their work. They get to learn how to use the, you know, like, a proper camera and all the stuff. And I got to meet a lot of those kids and help, like, volunteer facilitating those events and stuff. And I bought some of one of the kids artwork he had such a great photo so I bought his photo too which all the money I think the money donates towards I should know this but I'm pretty sure it donates towards cancer research and that foundation does make leaps and strides in cancer research for pediatric cancer my mother passed away from breast cancer Mm. and well I was orphaned by the time I was 12 (laughs) so my my father died when I was 11 from liver cirrhosis and kidney failure. And my mother passed from breast cancer when I was 12. So by the time I was 12, I was orphaned. And I take a, I end up working a lot with cancer programs and mm-hmm. also at-risk youth in general. Like I'm, cause I've just moved to New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So I moved what part? To New York recently. That's right. You said you had Broadway. So of course you moved to New York. Yes. So I moved to New York recently and I'm, I'm currently finding different foundations to get involved with here because a lot of the ones in LA are just LA based or like right. I haven't been able to connect with like the charter people that are here in New York. But, um, but yeah, right now I'm like working on, I'm going to be a mentor to some kids pretty soon. Nice. We're like at risk youth here in New York city. And because I, I don't know, it's one of those things where I know I was given a lot of help by the community when my parents passed 
both from um, a therapeutic standpoint and from like my learning standpoint. So I was put into programs that were all about making sure that I wasn't an at-risk youth, right? Mm -hmm. Like that I wasn't going to slide through the cracks because of this, this colossal bomb that went off in my life. Mm -hmm. And I could have very easily been, you know, like I'm lucky enough that I, just lucky enough that I have family right? Like they could take me in and raise mm -hmm. me and financially support me. And that is just luck. That's not anything I ever did, right? That's just the luck of, you know, where my soul went or whatever. And I think there are a lot of kids who are unlucky, who haven't been afforded those kinds of opportunities to, you know, be able to focus on school or, you know, not have to worry about where their next meal is coming from or you know they don't have people in their lives who are available to mentor them in the things that they want to learn about so so yeah i'm working on becoming a mentor here just waiting to be placed with a kid actually okay so, but yeah yeah i don't know i just feel like that's what you should do as a human <laughs> like if yeah you, if you have the ability if you have the time and I'm lucky enough that my job affords me the time to be able to um, work with different charities and programs. And yeah, I hope that answers the question. Oh, it, it does, because you know what? I, I just started with uh, Cheryl Bedford's program, Start With Eight. Okay. So I'm mentoring some young ladies. And it, it, is, it is just amazing because it's interesting because they're all thanking me. But I'm profusely thanking them because, you know, I have two daughters um, mm -hmm. around their age and they're in their 20s. And it's, it's just amazing how much you can learn from them. They think you're teaching them, but in actuality, you're teaching me so much. And you're, the mentorship thing for me, it, 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 it actually makes me feel like I'm learning how to be a better leader yeah. of, of, of people because I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting back listening because that's one of my my big issues you know i have to get better listening. at listening so with this i have i have to listen because the job as a mentor is you're supposed to listen and then offer help and then offer solutions so yeah. how many how many kids will you be mentoring would you just be mentoring the one or um, do you know I'm at the moment sure i haven't you know i haven't had the opportunity to mentor before mm -hmm. so i'm kind of hoping that they start me off with one kid okay <laughs> so i can just figure out what what it means to be a mentor truly yeah. uh, what it means to be a mentor in like through Clarissa's lens. And then from there, I'd love to like have a bunch of kids that I can mentor or however many I can make sure that I can give proper amount of time to. Cause that's the other thing too, is like, I want to make sure that I'm not spreading myself too thin. Cause right. like I said before, I'm not one to have a lot of free time. So I end up filling it up pretty easily. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just want to make sure that I'm not then that I'm I, that I am there for these kids as right. a mentor as much as they need me to be. Okay, that's that 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 is so phenomenal. That is so phenomenal. I wish you I wish you the best. But you know what? You're you'll you'll be fine. You'll work it out. It and that's what I'm I'm kind of learning because I have eight. I have eight. eight. I have eight wait. I, I start with eight. Well, they're young ladies, so, you know, but I have eight. 
So all last week, I'm, I'm, you know, on phone appointments, video conferences, things like that. So, you know, just trying to, and then, you know, with doing this and yeah. other things. So I'm, 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 I'm trying to really map my time out, but it's, 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 oh, it's, it's, it's working itself out. It's working itself out. So tell us, cause, cause we're almost out of time because I know you have to go. Yes. Tell me about your podcast, because I understand that you have a podcast. And actually, I was looking for it and could not find it. Yes. So it's not out yet. Yes. Well, where is development. it? Okay. Uh, right now, we're, we're working on pitching it to a bunch of companies. So we <laughs> that's have to good. That's good. That's um, fine. But the, the podcast, I don't know how much I can talk about it. Well, you know what? No, if you're pitching it to someone, then all I need to know is it's on its way. It's on its way. It is the conversations I've had, because we did record some episodes as a means to, you know, display what, we, what we're doing, you know, mm -hmm. what the podcast is. It is very healing. It is, it's something that me and my friend who I'm working with it, with, uh, with it on English. We both care about it very deeply. Okay. So hoping, hoping, hoping things start moving a little quicker because it's taking a bit of time, but mm -hmm. I think all good things do. So, so yeah, it's on its way. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's taking time, but you want to land with the right people. Exactly. And I'm like, I want it to be able to be all that it can be. Mm -hmm. So for that, I'm willing to be patient, even though I'm not the most patient person when it comes to projects like that where I'm like we just like I want to I just want to do it <laughs> right right but you don't you don't want Louis and his and his and his friends you know this is Louis's pocket hey, you don't you don't want that yeah, you want yeah. the best you want the best but I understand because when you're doing something again in service of others yes you, you're just ready you're just ready to go you're ready you're ready to move but sometimes taking it slow is actually the best thing, you know, because you want them to fill you out, but you also want to get to know who you're going to, who you're going to partner up with because then it becomes a marriage. Yes, exactly. And luckily the friend, my friend, Sarah Beth Bassett is one of the most incredible human beings I have in my life. And our, our podcast does take, uh, take our subject from a therapeutic standpoint. Okay. So both of us have a lot of therapy lingo that we use in the podcast and mm -hmm. with each other. So I found that over the months of us working on it and coming up with the concept and coming up with like the structure and all of that, we've really figured out a, a great way of communicating with one another that I think is a lasting type of communication so that we can work together for a long time, you know? Okay. Yeah. So what's coming up for Clarissa besides being in our rooms because we miss you. I know. We miss I'm you. Totally out of Clubhouse. You you know what? Look, you you doing what you need to do to get that money. Yeah. You know, yeah, Clubhouse been, Clubhouse ain't going to win. It's been so crazy and I I've honestly just been like when I do have a spare moment, I I've, I've been reading a lot of books actually. I've been on like a reading binge. That's a good thing. Um and but you kind of see behind me. <laughs> I know. And it's like it's it's like another way I find to just like let my imagination run wild. Mm -hmm. And I love I love books. I love reading. And I love that I've been um, reading so many books in 2021, like probably more than I've read in my life. Oh. Any like small amount of time. Like, I, yeah, a lot of books for me. It was a lot of books. It's, it's been a lot of books. 
So when I do have a free moment, that's my go-to is like, it's like a, my little safe haven is with a book in the corner and just go into this world and let my imagination run wild. So that's as an actor, that is so important. And I haven't acted in a very long time, but I talk to actors and I give actors advice. Mm -hmm. So character and just, just storytelling is such an integral part of being a, a great actor. Tracy, Dory actor, sit high. Hey, Tracy. <laughs> Hi, this, this is our impromptu. My, my technology acted up, so we had to. That's, and one, that's one thing that you need to learn as an actor, the pivot. Because yeah. we, we had to pivot hard. Oh, because yeah. I've, I've never done an Instagram live. It's interesting for, yeah. for my podcast. So now I just have to figure out how to, well, you know what? I have someone to do that. They have to figure out how to take this audio and transfer it. But enough, oh, of, enough bless, about me. Bless that person. Hey, you know what? That's why I pay him. Yeah. But so what, what, what's, what's next on her horizon? I mean, there's a lot of things right now that are like up in the air, specifically one project that I had a meeting about that I'm very excited about and just praying that they that they want me um <laughs> well well let's let's because you know i'm big on manifestation i know they well, want you and they're going to get you yeah. so you gotta because i know that that part that that uh partner inside the anxiety partners and they say melissa no, clarissa no 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 and the other one is saying yo clarissa you got this yeah so you have to kind of listen to the other one saying yeah clarissa you got this too, though when i have when i have a uh a new role right like yeah listening for something I kind of just leave it at the audition, right? Like right. once I'm done with it, out of my mind, like I can't tell you what I've auditioned for because I literally, my brain just dumps. And I go, I don't know what that was. Like as soon as it's out of there, I let everything out into my video, my, my self tape. I don't really think about the roles that much mm -hmm. after that because that's all I can do. The only right. control I have is that um, around the audition that I do and you know, how much I identify with the character or whatever. So for this one, it's just, it's a little different because I had a meeting with everybody. So I'm now like, I feel like I'm already part of the team. Mm -hmm. um, but I also just don't want to get my, you know, I, it's a lot of rejection. This job is mainly rejection. Yes. So I'm trying to also just remember, like, if they don't want you, that is okay. It's not you. It's not you because they liked you. Mm-hmm. It's something else. And that something yeah. else is not anything I can control. So I'm trying to just give myself that kind of, um, that peace. So that I can be like, yeah, yeah, no, it's, if it's not for me, it's not for me. And that's fine. I can't wait to watch the movie. And that is so important. That is so important. Um, a good friend of mine, Angela White, she, she, she owns Silver Lining Production. And she talks about that where if you're not cast, it's never personal no. and it's actors. And you know what, when I used to go on auditions and they would say, well, you, you know, you got a first refusal and then they call you back. Well, you didn't get it. Duh. But it took me so long to learn that they had an interest in you. That's why they called you in. Yes. But you just didn't fit what they were looking for. And here's what's funny. And this is why we talk about booking the room so much. Mm -hmm. If you go in, looking to book that one job and you don't get that job that could be the end of the story 
But if you go into the process, unbeknownst to you, like you did with Runaways, and you booked the entire room. So when you left out, even if you hadn't gotten the role of Zaven, which, I, you know, you, you deserved, I sh I'm sure they were sitting there saying, I don't, we got to put her in something. Yeah, and that's kind of the beauty of the entertainment industry is that I've learned very quickly, it's so small. Yes. It's so small. So, like, once you get in, well, not, not get in, but, like, when you go into a room, when someone, when you get an audition, it means that you are an option for that role. So, like, I have to rem remind myself of this, too, because sometimes I read roles and I'm like, I'm an option for this role? And I go, mm -hmm. yes, you are. You are an option for this role. So stop self-sabotaging mm -hmm. and go do your job. You know, like, do your job. And now I lost my train of thought. Well, no, but you know what? I, you know what? Gosh, we only got five minutes because this is an interesting oh, topic. Oh, my gosh. We're, gonna, we're, we're definitely going to have to do a part two because yeah. what we're about to discuss in the next five minutes, four minutes, how many actors talk themselves out of a role Oh my goodness. Because they look at the sides and yeah. they say, well, ooh, no, well, they ain't going to pick me. And you go into the audition with that energy. Mm -hmm. With that energy, right? There. So now, and, I, and again, we talk about manifestation in Jay's rooms all the time. Basically, what you're saying to the universe is, you don't want the role. Okay. You ain't going to get it. Yeah. So try this on for size. I love this. It's mine. I'm claiming it. I got it. Now, you may not get it. Right. But trust and believe, if you book that room, and this happened to me, I would get a call from my, from my manager. You booked this room. I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't audition for that. They liked you. Right. You didn't get that one, but you got this one. Great. There ain't nothing better than getting a check that you didn't... You didn't even ask for. You didn't even you know? ask for. Yeah. yeah. That's like finding $20 on the ground. You, you I know. Like $20? Laundry for day. Me? Finding all that yeah. money in pocket. You know, so... Yeah. But Clarissa, yeah, I had I had that kind of happen uh, a little few months ago. I had a meeting with like the director and the writer of this film. Um, I had auditioned with the casting director, and everybody really liked me. But this is the thing: is I read the script. The character was a man, mm. and they were like, "The character is you know a man, but we're opening it up to other interpretations of this character." And I was like this character is a woman. She is a badass woman. Mm -hmm. And if she's this badass woman, I want to play her. So I went in, I did the audition. Everybody loved me. Like such amazing feedback. I didn't get it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm pretty sure they went with a man. Right. <laughs> the role was written for a man. But also I was like, no, I did my job. I went in there. If this character was going to be a woman, I was going to be her. At least Bingo. in that room, I was going to be here. That's right. Because the thing is, too, is with every character you get, all you know for sure is that you get this one opportunity with that character. Mm -hmm. You don't know if you're going to get to play them for years to come. But you do get to play them in that room. Mm -hmm. And I like 98% of the stuff I read. Okay. So every time I read something, I'm like, yeah, I see how this twist turns, this, how this could be me, how this could you know, what I can do with this, how I can have some fun with it. But I know, but all I know is that I have this moment to do that. Right. Not future. Who knows? 
I can get hit by a car tomorrow. But I have this moment right now to right. self-tape and be with this character. And so I have fun with it. And that's how you better approach it. Yeah. That this is your opportunity. You better take advantage of it. Exactly. Because exactly. this opportunity may never come your way again. So why not just put it all out there? Like you said, look, I'm going to put it all out there. I'm going to have fun with it. You know, I'm going to play as if it's already mine. Right. And if it doesn't happen, okay. Yeah. On to the next one. Yeah. On to the next one. And on to the next one. It's never the last one. No, it never is. It never is. But Clarissa... I know you have to get ready to go yes, to support no, your friend sorry. on Broadway. No, 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 no. We are definitely going to have to do this again yes. under oh, more chicken and better... biscuits on Broadway. My friend DeVere is in the show. Yeah, promote that bad boy. Yes, chicken and biscuits is on Broadway if you're in New York. <laughs> go okay. see it. I'm so excited to see it. Uh, how, many, how many days? How many days? Huh? How many days is it playing? I don't know. Good grief. <laughs> Well, go look up chicken I'm biscuits. Sorry, I'm just going to the show. I'm not in it. <laughs> go look up chicken what? biscuits. Look, look it up. Google it. You're on they your phone right now. But that's that. That's that's great. But Clarissa, this was absolutely phenomenal. Yes. I am so glad that I finally got to interview you because being in the rooms with you, I'm sitting there saying I am definitely going to interview Clarissa. And the powers that be, they've done everything to keep this from happening. But I damn know. it. But look, look at us. Look, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to do what I need to do because I said there was absolutely no way in the world that this interview was not happening. It didn't happen last week. And it looked like it wasn't about to happen. This week. I said, I'm not. No, we're having our interview. Now I just have to figure out how to do all transfer. the next steps. Yeah, but it. you know what? It's all good. It's all good. But Clarissa, it is 7-1. Yes. You have to get ready to go. But before you leave, where can people find you uh, besides on Instagram, Instagram? On Instagram, I'm at Clarissa. So uh, I have a really great publicist. Her name's Monique, and she got me at Clarissa. Twitter, I'm at Clarissa T. So at Clarissa with the first letter of my last name. But I'm not really on Twitter because it just makes me angry. I, I stopped going on Twitter. Ooh, I so, but I'm, I mean, I'm on there. Things will be on there. But I'm mainly on Instagram because I'm addicted. Okay, makes two of us. Yeah. All right. Well, well, it was phenomenal. It was fun. Yeah. But you go ahead and tell your friend. I said, have an absolutely amazingly phenomenal show. I will. Clarissa, you have an awesome night and safe travels. Thank you. Alrighty. Have a good night, Floyd. So you too. Lovely to do this. Yes, yes, we are definitely going to have to do it again. Yes, absolutely. All right, Clarissa, take care. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you.